There's got to be an explanation to all these UFO sightings, right? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. You're listening to the best of the Tom Bernard Show.com, brought to you by Bradshaw and Bryant. Who, me? <laughs> I'd like to know if I was married to a whore piece of shit. (laughs) (laughs) You could just look at her license. My special stripe. That was amazing. Oh my gosh. Coming by sweet corn, potatoes, onions, pickles. It's not how you use them, sir. (laughs) (laughs) It's really sickening that anybody would be into radio this much. It is ungoddamn believable. I think I'm going to hell. I just realized it. Thank you, Tom. You're just delicious. (laughs) (laughs) This is why I drink. We're here today with Michael Bryant, Brad, Sean Bryant. Michael, what's going on? You know, we keep getting phone calls, and it's interesting because people try to handle a lot of stuff on their own, or they try to talk to the adjusters, or they wait, um, and they think maybe it'll cost them money if they talk to me. And, you know, we tell them it's free to talk to us. Um, I go through what their rights are, and you know we try to help them as best we can. We don't sign everyone up. Sometimes I just give them advice, and they go from there, and then call us back later. But the key is, is that they don't know all their rights, or they're not told all their rights by the adjuster, and that's one of the things we try to make sure that they get, you know, they get that understanding, uh, so they can help themselves and their families as best they can. And the number is is eight hundred seven seven zero seven zero zero eight. Or at the website, which is minnesotapersonalinjury.com. Brad, Sean Bryant, Michael Bryant, thank you. Seeking justice for the injured. Brad, Sean Bryant. everybody to yet another episode of the best of the tom bernard podcast brought to you by bradshaw and bryant kicking off the show this week we had comedian joe zimmerman in studio talking some music in minnesota pride next on the best of Cassie's making me happy by playing Jimi Hendrix on a Friday. And yes, I did hit the post. Thank you very much. I was just, who was I just telling a story? It was, uh, oh, it was Nick Mason from Pink Floyd. We were talking about vinyl. Uh, Vinyl's making a huge comeback. And I pointed out when I was 15, uh, a friend of mine got an album from his parents for Christmas. And he goes, I hate this album. It's terrible. I'll sell it to you. I'll sell it Okay, well, how much do you want for it? He goes, 50 cents. I said, 50 cents for that album? He goes, yeah. He goes, are you experienced by Jimmy Hendrix? What? (laughs) So I bought that album for 50 cents. Wow. Oh, my God. It was one of the greatest things I ever heard in my entire life. Fantastic. I love that he got it for Christmas from his parents. (laughs) His parents got it. There's a Negro on the cover. I don't know if I like that or not. Yeah, Jimi Hendrix, for me, is like God. I just love Jimi Hendrix. Uh, and I grew up with people saying, hey, Joe, where are you going with that gun in your hand? Because my name's Joe. <laughs> yeah, I suppose that's and true. I'm, I'm going to shoot my old lady. I don't know what else to tell you. In the Zimmerman part, you're obviously related to Bob Dylan. Uh, yeah, close okay. kind of close ties. Close he's my ties. He's my uncle. I grew up. I did grow up on Bob Dylan. My dad is a huge oh, fan. God, wanted yes. to, he, my dad wanted to name me Bob. 
And my mom would not allow it. She would not allow Robert Zimmerman. (laughs) Right. There was already a Robert Zimmerman. But nobody knows his name is Robert Zimmerman, do they? I just found it yesterday. So someone made this. (laughs) I heard the same thing yesterday. Yeah, Bob Dylan. Dylan Thomas. I think only Minnesotans know that. Yeah, you might be right about that. Or the fact that he. I did not know the story until last year that when Bob Dylan was a, a young boy or a younger boy. Because he, he went, died pretty young. He went, Wait, no, oh, Bob Dylan was still alive. Jimmy Hendrix died. Jimmy Hendrix died. Yeah, Jimmy Hendrix died at what, 27 or something? Yeah, he's part of the 27 Club. Oh, yeah. But Bob Dylan went to a concert in yeah. Duluth because he grew up in Hibbing. He went to a concert in Duluth and sat in the front row and made eye contact with Buddy Holly. And he says that's when he knew what he was going to do for a living. Making eye contact with Buddy Holly in wow. 1954 or whatever it was. So, so I, he stole Buddy Holly's life force? No. That's why he died? Well, maybe. <laughs> maybe that's why Buddy Holly died about a week later. That's awesome. Yeah, it's a great story. Yeah. And you know, when Bob tells it, it's really odd. Oh, yeah. It's just Bob is an odd guy. He has a way, way of making everything he says strange. I don't know if he does, he does it on purpose or if that's just how he is. He kind of sounds like he has a neurological disorder. He does. It almost comes across like he's trying to be confusing on yeah. purpose because he's so bored of the same questions people have been asking him for 50 years well, now. that's true. But, but, he was, but he would answer oddly even when he was 20. He wrote the greatest couple of lines for a... 15, 16-year-old boy that could ever be written, because I heard it for the first time. Um, Positively, 4th Street came out 65, maybe? Mm-hmm. Is that about right? 64, 65? What am I asking you? You didn't even know about Jimmy Hendrix. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, uh, Positively, 4th Street, when he says, I wish that for just one time you could stand inside my shoes and just for that one moment I could be you. Yes, I wish just... One time you could stand inside my shoes, you'd know what a drag it is to see you. <laughs> I mean, what a phenomenal yeah. four lines that is. The, uh, he got the, what did he get the, he got the, what, the Nobel for a poet? Yeah, yeah he did. Being a poet? And then yeah. he, for some reason, didn't accept it for a year. He didn't, he said, nah, I don't really want that. <laughs> do I have to go somewhere to get it? Because I don't, if I have to go somewhere, I don't want it. <laughs> I mean, first of all, it's very Minnesotan to do that. Yes. And it's very Bob Dylan to do that. Yeah, so yeah. It's just, he is the perfect Minnesotan to write music because his music tends to be passive and aggressive and passive aggressive. It's mm-hmm. all those things. And Minnesotans are that. Mm-hmm. They, we are. We're the most passive-aggressive place on the planet. Hey, great to see you. That's it. <laughs> I mean, it's just, I don't know why that is. So why did you, so your mom didn't want to honor Bob Dylan? Uh, I think she just, you know, I think she just, uh, you know, she wanted to honor Jimi Hendrix. <laughs> uh, no, I don't know. I, I hate you. I think my dad was such a huge fan of Bob Dylan, has been to so many concerts that my mom was just like, can we not make everything about Bob Dylan? Uh, yeah, I suppose that's probably true. Yeah. I, I guess, but Robert Zimmerman's a great name. I mean, Joseph Zimmerman's a great name. My middle, so my middle name's Robert. You can call me Joe Bob if you'd like. J-R-Z, I like it. Yeah. Jurz. Thank God your middle name is not Ignatius or something. Your initials would be Jizz. Oh. Yeah, that would not be good. <laughs> I have an anecdote about that. Uh, <laughs> okay, well. You, uh, AOL, uh, AOL recently died, recently retired the AIM. Oh, really? AIM died, yeah, like, yeah. I don't know, a La- couple months ago? Yeah, and uh, my first screen, it was my introduction to the internet when I was 14 years old. I made a screen name. It was... Guitar Golf 67. Guitar two golf. things I enjoy. Which is my two favorite things yeah. in, the, in the, year Dave, the year Dave Matthews was born. Uh, oh, okay. <laughs> you know, hardcore, 14-year-old. I, I was Team Rocket B because Team Rocket was taken. What's what are which it's from Pokemon? Pokemon. Yes, nice. oh, <laughs> I was 12. <laughs> yeah, see, kids make adorable screen names, yeah. they do, it's true. Uh, so when I went to college, I was like, I gotta have something more neutral. I went first initial J, beginning of last name Zim 23. I was like, very neutral. Oh, I see. yeah, yeah. One month into freshman year, study partner was like, Your screen name is Jism. <laughs> <laughs> Close. I already gave it to everyone. (laughs) (laughs) Message so many strangers as Jism twenty (laughs) three. Jism twenty three. And I lived out my college days as Jism. Where did you go to college, Joe? I went to Davidson College, North Carolina. Steph Curry. Oh yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Davidson College. And where'd Uh, you grow up? Morgantown, West Virginia. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, 
Yeah, people seem disappointed when I say West Virginia. <laughs> Why? They're like, where are you from? West Virginia. Oh, I was hoping you'd say something else. <laughs> you could make miners laugh. I mean, if you can make miners laugh, you can make anybody laugh. Well, right? no one can, like, say anything amusing about West Virginia because no one knows anything about West Virginia. It's confusing. I, I can. I well, well, yeah, you lived, like, kind of close there. I right? had, no, Missouri and West Virginia. <laughs> <laughs> no, I had a roommate in college. Black guy from West Virginia. Oh, you did? Yeah. Kaiser, West Virginia. Well, see, it's confusing because I grew up in Morgantown, which is a college town, Mm -hmm. which is a a pretty normal college town. But when people think of West Virginia, they think of, you know, coal mines and uh, guns and and four-wheeling. But Morgantown's like, you know, it's like, uh, yeah, just a college town. West Virginia University, Mountaineers, perennial top 25 team. See, you know, Virginia... (laughs) I, I just have a personal problem with Virginia because Terry McAuliffe hates my guts. So oh, that's, sure. Yeah, that's a problem. What do you mean, oh, sure? He goes, well, of course he does, Tom. Sure, of course. Well, this is still your roast, right? We're still your <laughs> yeah, roast. Oh, yeah, that's right. We're going to talk about the roast. Uh, but, oh, that's the other thing about West Virginia. People confuse it. They're like, oh, I've been to Roanoke. And I have to be like, well, I used to be like, well, that's a different place. <laughs> But I don't want to make people feel stupid, so now I'll just be like, oh, yeah, that's that's fine. That's a place. And, uh, that's just like me. People say, I say I'm from St. Louis, and they go, East St. Louis? That's like, no. No, East St. Louis no. is in a different state. A different state. <laughs> and you don't want to go over there yeah, anyway. anyway. Right. Exactly. I, I tell you what, a lot of people on the coast have no idea the difference between North and South Dakota. They have oh, no well. idea. And I finally found out they are very different. Oh, yeah, they're very different. <laughs> Uh, South Dakota yeah. seems pretty nice uh, in my stereotype, and then North Dakota seemed bizarre to me. It's a bizarre place. Yeah, okay. yeah North Dakota is basically as close as you can get to the moon without <laughs> going into space. <laughs> Swear to God, 1971, I went up to work at KNOX in Grand Forks, North Dakota. Mm-hmm. I'm right out of North Minneapolis. I can't even understand the people here when they talk. Yeah. But I went up there and I literally could not understand what they were saying. Yeah. Because they got this whole deal going on. And they talk like this all the time. And I'm like, what the hell are they saying? Because, you know, I grew up with very urban accents to everybody or immigrant, like Italian and, and you know, Slavic and all that stuff. All the immigrants moved to my neighborhood when they came to. Sure. So that's what I was used to, but I could not understand a word they were saying in North Dakota. I did a few gigs there. I drove 70 miles without a gas station. That's the longest I've ever seen without a gas miles? station. At one point, a cop car, the only car I saw, pulled out right behind me and tailed me <laughs> for 20 miles. Oh. 20 miles, That's I'm phenomenal. just, like, terrified. Mm-hmm. Oh, and I did a gig at this weird little bar, and I stepped outside to make a phone call mm-hmm. after the gig. I was in the dark on the sidewalk, and uh, the, sh- the cook stepped outside, and he goes, Oh, you the comedian? You're the comedian. I was like, yeah. He's like, oh, we almost called the cops on you. <laughs> and I was like, almost. We have a tea here around here, so you know. And I was, I was done. I was like, why? <laughs> because you're on the sidewalk. I'm like, yeah, this is a. There's a door to your restaurant. <laughs> you can walk right through and get in. No, there are a lot of places where it's like literally everyone knows each other. So oh, yeah. if a stranger oh, yeah. comes through, then yeah. they're like, "What are you doing here?" That's exactly yeah. what it was. I was yeah. like, "What is going on? What reason could you possibly have to come to our little town?" Hey, Brenda, there's a guy we've never seen before on the sidewalk. <laughs> call Should we call the cops? Call the cops. <laughs> yeah. um, well, Chad Daniels has that problem with Fergus Falls. Uh, I don't know if he. I think he still lives in Fergus Falls, but. I, I, it's just that's in the middle of nowhere. I love that he lives there. Three hour drive to the nearest it, airport. Exactly to the nearest airport's a three hour oh, drive. Yeah. But he is oh god, and I still I still love what Lewis did to him. What did Lewis do? Oh god. So oh. Chad's up and coming, and people he's you know really hitting home runs, but he's new and it's just he's really happy and he's all fired up. And Lewis might have a cigarette once in a while. He's standing like this. You know. <laughs> He's shaking like this, shaking his head back and forth, looking at Chad. And Chad goes, Lewis, uh, what's wrong? He goes, Chad Daniel, you know headliner. <laughs> <laughs> 
And he just did it to be a jerk because he didn't really mean it. Oh. He just wanted to poke the bear a little bit. That's great. <laughs> and Chad really handled it well, of course. Yeah. Oh, God. It's so nice to, yeah, if, if, if there's a cocky comic, it's so nice to take him down a notch. You know? mm-hmm. well, yeah. uh, Chad could be considered cocky. Oh, yeah. I mean, he's the best. He's the best. He is unbelievable. And he's so, such a sweet, nice man. I don't know what he was like starting out. Oh, no, he's a great guy. But, it, but I can imagine, you know, I'm I'm sure him and Cy were somewhat confident starting out. Oh, Cy was real Cy, confident yeah, starting was out. Pretty yeah. confident. <laughs> we used to have. What, well, we we had cat. him on when he was fairly new to comedy. Oh, he was like really new. three, four years ago. And oh, he's, no, it was a lot longer than that. Well, I mean, the show has only been around for five, six. Six. Well, yeah, okay. Yeah, so we had him on like five and a half years ago. Five years, yeah. The guy who used to do Cassie's job was a six foot five, 280 pound Italian who hated mm-hmm. Cy. <laughs> I mean, hated him. Cy's so great. But he's, oh, I know he is. But he's, he says that openly. Some people just hate me. I don't <laughs> know what it is. <laughs> no. Well, I'll tell you what it yeah, is. I know what it is. I know what it is. Cy was the MC for Tom's Roast. and He was, yeah. And I used a line that um, the guy's name was Mike. I said, oh, I see our MC is Cy Amundsen tonight, ladies and gentlemen. Lucky for him, Mike Molina's not here because he wants to choke the, you know what? <laughs> oh, it was your, oh man! <laughs> well, why did why did Mike have such a thing in for a thing out for Sai? Because Sai's a little overly confident, <laughs> oh, right? Oh, right, right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, giant Italian man is like, he can't be that confident. I'm sorry. <laughs> well, what a, a specific incident. Oh, you got it on your phone, do you? No, I'm just... (laughs) When Cy first came back from living on the West Coast for a little bit, uh, he had some new opinions on white privilege and that kind of thing. Yeah, he did. Yeah, he changed his... And Mike is a white guy... But he has well, he's also Italian, so he's kind of well. <laughs> but he's also had one of the toughest lives I've ever he you know, encountered. Yep. It's like you know, I, his dad was gone when he was I five. Don't know, yeah, a his kid dad abandoned him when he was five. His mom had just died a couple years earlier, and he's like three years younger than me. So you have to tell him how his mother died. <clears throat> oh yeah, she was on the way to his college graduation when she died. Oh I'm yeah. Like, oh. God, yep. he had a little brother die, yeah. and then yeah, his little brother died, and his <laughs> his other little brother got uh, liver, kidney, kidney, kidney disease, yeah. kidney yeah. disease which right. it which turned into cancer. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> so then, size here telling him, "Oh well, your life would be a lot worse if you were a black guy," and it's like, <laughs> I mean, you know. There are no, times when really. you can say that, and there's... <laughs> the, the only thing that would be worse if he was a black guy and the cop beat the crap out of him. Yeah, I mean, it's like, well, he had kidney disease. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. Hey, I heard you got kidney disease. I didn't beat the piss out of you. Right. So, I mean, yeah, yeah saying true. that to a guy who's like the last two, three years of his life oh, were... Yeah, miserable. Like that, he kind of yeah, didn't take it well. No, he did not. Yeah, we, just like he got in an argument with me about... College athletics. I work. Yeah. No, I'm Oh, sided. Oh, yeah. I work in college athletics, and yeah. he's telling me like the that, budget. He's telling me that I don't know anything about college athletics <laughs> and how athletes are taken That's care side. of, and this and it's like. See, yeah. I tell you what. We'll I love take a that. Break. I love somebody telling me exactly how I need to think. Yes, exactly. <laughs> I prefer that. Best of the Tom Bernard podcast. Joe Zimmerman on The Best Of. Coming up next, we had former writer, producer, and showrunner of The Simpsons, Mike Reese, on the phone, talking about his new book, Springfield Confidential. Next on The Best Of... This book has nothing to do with The Simpsons. I don't know why you're playing that. <laughs> this is a great theme, though. It is a great theme. It's like There's you knew no when that came it. on, it was time to sit down and watch The Simpsons. So, there's speculation on the internet that Mr. Bergstrom is modeled after you. Do you have any comments uh, on that? It is 
a hundred percent. It's like every rumor on the internet is a hundred percent true. <laughs> um, Good. It does the, say... the story, the kind of gen- genesis of the episode. I was just talking about a teacher I had named Mister Beckstrom, and uh, it was John Vitti who wrote the script. Just got the name wrong, but Mister Beckstrom had a deformed hand, and uh, the first day of class, he would shake hands with everyone. And it was just <laughs> way to, Let's get over this. Yeah, and uh, it was really good. He was just a great teacher. So. I told this story, and Jim Brooks just turned it into the whole story of Mr. Bergstrom, and uh, I said, and he said, let's give the man some kind of deformity, you know, because it really humanizes him, like your teacher has, you're way ahead of me. And so the deformity they gave him was they made him look exactly like me. (laughs) (laughs) That is phenomenal. It's true, yeah. Sam Simon actually drew the caricature. I remember seeing it going, geez. That guy looks familiar. And uh, we, we made the character Jewish, and they said, we need a really Jewish face. And, you know, I think they turned 90 degrees, and there I was. So, yes, I am Mr. Bergstrom. I just, you know, you've had so many people, uh, writers come and go on the show, brilliant, brilliant people. It just, it has to be just a wonderful life when you wake up and you go, I work on The Simpsons. That's got to be a wonderful thing. It's really great. I mean, it's what came out in writing the book. You know, I, I thought, well, I thought I would just tell my story, but what came out in writing it was, oh, there's no dirt, there's no friction, there's no, there's no gossip, there's no scandal. You know, the, there was a little hostility in the early years, and then something happened. We had a bad afternoon five years later, and then the rest of the run of the show has been so nice, so pleasant, and I think that's as much. Uh, as anything, a reason the show keeps going. It's fun. People love their job. Yeah. I mean, you, you've you had people like Dana Gould go through and, and Conan O'Brien I, I, for for a bit there, or quite a bit, actually. I mean, some some names that people go, I didn't know they worked on The Simpsons, but uh, I just think it's a, it's perfect comedy. It's it's Do people get insulted by The, 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 uh, the Simpsons? Because I don't. Is there anything about The Simpsons that people go, oh, that's not funny? It all happened the first season, the oh, very first okay. season, and even like the first six or seven episodes, that's where George H.W. Bush criticized the show. Barbara Bush came out and said, the Simpsons yeah. the stupidest thing I've ever seen, which made me think, hey, lady, look at your kids. <laughs> but, uh, but yes, we, we took a lot of heat for the first six weeks, and after that, anyone who thought they might be offended by The Simpsons stopped watching, and we literally haven't had any complaints since. We don't get angry mail or anything like that. We just kind of sort of sail along. So now I get all the angry mail that you no longer get. That's great. <laughs> Thanks, Mike. I really appreciate that. You know, it's funny. We were we had Joe Zimmerman, a very funny comedian, in, in the studio the uh, previous hour, and he's from West Virginia originally, Morgantown, West Virginia, and we went through the fact that people think West Virginia is Virginia. And Virginia is West Virginia, and they just get totally confused. And I said, I've never been confused by that because the former governor of Virginia hates my guts. So, you know, Terry McAuliffe <laughs> is not a big fan of mine. So I know where Virginia is, and I know where West Virginia is. So basically, Mike, what I'm saying is my whole life is based on who hates me. So that's good. Uh-huh. I mean, it's a good thing. It's, you know, it, it, you have your categories, and it just is what it is, and, and life works, you know. Now, yeah. I have some, some friends like, you know, Billy Bob Thornton. Who's one of the greatest guys ever born? So you know. Oh really? Okay. Oh, he's a great guy. You ever talked to Billy Bob? Great. I've never talked to him. I'm I'm a big fan. He's certainly great. Oh, you got to have him on the. He should be a, a voice on. You should ask him if he uses sling blade voice on The Simpsons sometime. <laughs> that would be fantastic. Uh huh. Uh huh. Talking to Homer. I heard a comic on XM Radio talk about that he. He'd think guys should use uh, that voice as an aphrodisiac to win. <laughs> oh, the, the sling blade voice? Yeah, that's going to work. Uh, uh, Mike, are you a married man? I am a married man. No, have, coming up on 30 years. And you have children? Uh, I have no children. Well, I, uh, I was going to say, they would be the biggest hits of all in their schools. There'd be no doubt about that. Yes, uh, I, I have no kids. I write children's books. I have right. written 18 18- I produced 18 children's books right. and no children whatsoever. 
That is and amazing. It, it beats being the other way around, I would think. <laughs> How Murray Saved Christmas, Santa Claustrophobia, The Boy Who Looked Like Lincoln. I mean, we could go on and on and on. That's why I, I wanted to ask you, because it's not uncommon for people who have no children or just one child to write children's books. It's it's the uh, it's predominant. It's, it is, Look yeah. at the classic ones, like yep. Beatrix Potter, Lewis Carroll, Dr. Seuss. All these people have no kids. Right. And I don't know. If it's, I don't know the explanation whether the child is alive within them or just you know they. If you have no kids, suddenly you have time to write children's books. <laughs> That's right. You don't have to worry about kids messing and everything. Now, does your does your wife love the show? No, I, you know what? I literally turn around and go, "Is she in the room?" <laughs> he doesn't really like the show. Uh, does not he's not surprise. A fan of the show. Doesn't surprise me. He likes me at the all. things the show buys. So. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Well, we have the same problem in that uh, that Catherine will listen because I do a morning show as well as this afternoon show, and and she once in a while listens to it. But basically, she and my daughter uh, criticize the fact that I bring stuff up on the air that they want kept personal. They don't uh-huh. like that at all. But. In a, in a way, I suppose your wife might see things that you've written or produced uh, on, on The Simpsons like, well, that was something that happened in our family. Why did you put that on national television? Has that ever happened? Yes. Uh, those are the weeks when those are, that's on the show. Those are the weeks we watch 60 Minutes. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yes. What I've found is I, I've used a lot of my life on The Simpsons. Yeah. And the people I'm using never seem to recognize themselves, or at least they don't tell me. So I bet, I think you probably, you're, when you're watching The Simpsons, you're completely disconnected from the idea, oh, this might really be me. So do you think they just can't, they can't own up to the fact that that might be them? Yeah, yeah, I think that may be it. I don't know, but I, I will continue to steal from my friends until <laughs> I get caught. But I think that's why the show has been such a hit, and it's why I love the show, because it is over the top, but it's real life. I, th- yeah. I, that's why I love watching it, because it's real life, exaggerated in some cases, and in other cases, not exaggerated. It's fantastic. It's, it's been a, a rule of thumb. The weirder and more messed up the world gets, the better The Simpsons gets. And, <laughs> it's true. And this is this is not a joke. Uh, what was it? Donald Trump was elected, I think, November 8th, 2016. Mm-hmm. On November 9th, Fox called us up and said, you're picked up for two more years. <laughs> <laughs> Just to go after him. Yeah. So no. he really is a job creator. He's a job creator. No, has his voice ever been used on The Simpsons? I don't know. No, we parodied him many times. And we even right. broke an old Simpsons rule. Because we never do topical comedy yeah. on the show. Right. Because it takes us nine months to animate it. But we, you know, we couldn't resist Trump. And especially... He sort of came on the scene in a big way during the summer when we were off the air. So we paid a fortune and rushed a bunch of animation through about Trump and just threw it on YouTube just because we thought the Simpsons have to be on record about this and what's going on. Yeah, I suppose. Is there any argument in the Simpsons family between homer and everybody else is is anybody a trump supporter because no. i haven't i have not noticed that the only political one is lisa yeah she's yeah that's right lisa is the political one that's true i think the, there was, I can, there was, oh go ahead i'm sorry there was uh i don't know if you know the story it's a story in the book that the editor said you can't put this in you know this is a book nonfiction. i said this is true uh while ted cruz was running for president in 2016 there was this, uh, it looked like Harry Shearer might not re- be returning to the Simpsons. Right, I remember so, that, yep. So Ted Cruz cut an audition video. <laughs> he, by the same time he's running for president, uh, he what? made a video doing Harry Shearer voices. Oh, and uh, that makes two jobs he didn't get that year. And uh, But go on YouTube <laughs> and you'll see. Just look on YouTube for Ted Cruz auditions for the Simpsons and you'll see. Really? That guy's not good at anything. (laughs) So none of it was funny? None of it was close? He was, you know what was very interesting was, uh, no, none of it was close, but it was clear he really knows the show. He must really be a fan. And then, so about a year ago, he made this statement, I think the Simpsons would vote for me for president. Is that (laughs) What? Oh, God. He said that, and there was all this outrage, and then he, he said, well, maybe not Lisa. And it raised the question, well, who, 
would anyone in the Simpsons family vote for Ted Cruz? And Hi, the consensus was Homer would start to do it, and then Marge would talk him out of it. <laughs> Uh, you know, I think, uh, I, Andy, think I think Andy has some Ted Cruz I think auditioning. I have it. I, I'm not sure if Mike's going to be able to hear it because of the way Skype works. But well, we'll uh, just play a, yeah. a short bit of it. We'll see. Here we go. Smithers, release the hounds. Wow. <laughs> Excellent. Heidly ho, neighbor. Oakley dokley, neighborino. One of the great. That's actually Ted That's Cruz. That's Ted Cruz. Mike, can you hear that? Dad, I can't hear it. I'm a vegetarian. That. That's I don't eat animals. It's just but horrendous. Animals are so delicious. <laughs> There's yeah. the animal weekend. That's bacon. just his voice <laughs> reading scripts. <laughs> yeah, yeah he's not even doing it. I'm Homer Simpson. <laughs> <laughs> no. No. Be so, more funny. <laughs> see, now That's that, funny. Mike, I, I'm so glad you played that because, Mike, I got I to gotta ask you this. Remember I just mentioned a guy who hates my guts, Terry McAuliffe? <laughs> yeah. There's another guy you've heard of named Garrison Keeler who cannot stand me because I've made the, the point, no one who was born and raised in Anoka, Minnesota, talks like that. Where did he get that <laughs> accent, right? And he's been pissed off at me now for 33 years. And then well, when, look who's still standing. <laughs> well, I haven't touched up any women, which really helps. It really helps. But... Um, I, when you when Homer went after Prairie Home Companion, it was like, oh my God, this is like a it's a gift from above for me. It was unbelievable. Yeah, that guy. You know, when when all the trouble came down on him, I think half of half the world was going, I'm not surprised. I mean, he just there was a, always a really creepy vibe to that guy that made <laughs> they stay away from Minnesota. Now, Mike, I, I don't know if I've told you this, but I love you. I just want you to know that after that statement. <laughs> Honest to God. He's always had this creepy vibe about him. He's a weird-looking guy anyway, but he's just, I'm so far superior to everyone. <laughs> what the hell? Where did you get that accent? Yeah. Nobody in Minnesota talks. Nobody anywhere that I know of in the world talks like that. I mean, yeah, maybe like someone was born in Oxford and never left, but... <laughs> oh god Anoka no very different from Oxford I did love it when he was popped for uh, sexually harassing women I may have to leave the country <laughs> like, good yeah. god so pretentious it's so pretentious like oh my god Mike I'm telling you it's a, it's a dream for me to talk to and and please say hello to Al Jean for me if you would I, he, he's another guy I just think the world of it's brilliant it's very very funny it's been funny Going into its thirtieth year now, um, uh, the guy who wrote the forward now—who's that? Judd Apatow? I don't know if I've ever Judd heard. Judd Apatow. He was just some kid who used to write for me. He used to work for me. Now he doesn't return my call. Oh well, I'll get him to return your. I'll, I'll strong arm him returning your calls, Mike. What a great pleasure to have you on, Mike Reese with Matthew Clickstein, forward by Judd Apatow. Springfield Confidential, joke, secrets, and outright lies from a lifetime of writing for The Simpsons. It's brilliant, very funny, and this interview has been just a ball for my son Andy and everybody in this room. I appreciate it. Thank you. It's been a pure pleasure for me. I could talk to you all day. We'll talk again. <laughs> I would love to. That would be wonderful. Thank you, sir. Okay. Mike Bye-bye, Reese, guys. Bye. I cannot wait to read this book. We just got it today, so I haven't read it yet, but I cannot wait to read it. I'm a huge fan. Best of the Tom Bernard Podcast. When the weight of the world has got you down and you want to end your life, bills to pay, a dead end job, and problems with a wife. But don't throw in the towel, cause there's a place right down the block where you can drink your misery away. on the best of coming up next closing out the show we're opening up the old vault we're going all the way back to episode 480 with Kevin Bozeman having some drinks ladies and gentlemen our very special in studio guest Kevin Bozeman with us he is at Acme tonight and tomorrow night, 8 and 10.30 both nights. As a matter of fact, as Catherine described, Kevin, when he walked through the door, because it's been about 
15 months since you've been here. It's been a little while, yeah. It was March of and last year. I think that I was yeah. re- on a remote location because I don't... Oh, you were? Yeah. yeah, I remember talking to you, but I don't remember... Yeah. Actually your seeing tallness. my your my hulking presence. I want... My... <laughs> and look at his cap. KB. I know KB. Just like me. Her initials are KB. Yours are KB. Uh, don't put that down. You might not find on. it again. You know I what? see the snatch and grab. <laughs> but this means that I can now become a partner... In KB and JB, raggedy ass whiskey. You're still on that, that huh? this morning. That's just, you're, you're still, still on that. On raggedy ass whiskey. I like. I'm not. I will endorse whiskey all day if it's if it's. Yeah, I'll lend my name to it. I'll lend my name to KB and JB raggedy ass whiskey. See, it'd be <laughs> nice. Kevin Bozeman, Catherine Brandt, and JB John Blackshear. Raggedy ass whiskey. Why does Why does John get to get in on this? JB. Why does JB? Because yeah. JB was there when the idea JB came was up. There. Uh oh, this is always trouble. Oh, uh, uh, baked this goods. This is always we're bringing baked goods in. What is that? Chocolate cake with caramel fudge frosting. Oh, why are you yes. such a bad influence? Yes, <laughs> Kevin yes. <laughs> suck it, all of you. Bring it. Yes, I don't care about your shitty diets. Bring it. Yeah. Yes, huh? suck it, oh all of you. God. I want this. Yeah, I want this cake. <laughs> we don't have. We have. It's still we warm have too. A tissue. What do we, we don't uh, have. Uh, Michael, have Michael go get like you a plate or whatever. <laughs> I got all oh my God. Oh, Thank you, sir. Hey, anybody that boos cake when it enters a room, <laughs> like, what, kind of, what kind of people are you? Who boos cake? We're not booing it. We're going to boo cake. You know what's amazing? No. You applaud cake. <laughs> I have not had a thing to eat today. I'm like starving. I've had so Cheerios. I'm, get, I'm getting all over that cake. cake Probably I've, two pieces of that cake in a minute. I've had handfuls of Cheerios Thank from you the so box. Much. Certainly. Are you coming in soon again? Is it se- the season? No, probably not till September. October. September, yeah, yeah. yeah it's kind of how that's the season. Yep. Did you get enough for everybody? Look at you, man. Who's good? Mike Rasmussen. Comes we found slamming home. we found a new wonderful baked good up in Canada. Oh yes, it's what, called a, a Nanoima. Nanoima bar. N o n o i m a. It's also spelled N a N a i m. Oh, what is it? I mean, N-O-N-O-I-M-A does not exist. It's a three-layer bar topped okay. with chocolate. In the middle is some sort of cream filling, and on the bottom is some sort of cookie. Don't be fingering all, all the pieces. Yeah, I did not isn't a thing. Okay, how about no... <laughs> Nanomi. Nanomi. Like Catherine Branch. Try, try um, Canadian... Oh, it's fluffy. Oh, yeah. The cake's just a cake. It's irrelevant. It's the frosting that you're going for. They're seriously quite delicious. Oh, Nanai. Well, I don't know how to say it in Canadian, but Nanaimo? Yes. Nanaimo. Yes. Oh, they're so good. How do you spell it? N-A-N-A-I-M-O. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's just just, just in case you want some baking suggestions. Uh, so not not that we're that, strong arming you, but <laughs> there, they there. are. I you look, will make. Oh, so they're like. Um, you will you be the hit of every party if you bring these oh, this things stuff around. Is unbelievable. <laughs> Isn't that crazy? Honest what's this, God, this? What's this? You guys remember what Laura actually? The cake's uh, just a box. Yeah, caramel. The, caramel fudge frosting. Caramel fudge frosting. Nothing wrong with that, ma'am. Good. Night. I usually disagree with eating on the air, but I'm sorry, ladies and gentlemen. I've eaten a thing all damn day. <laughs> um, these are I really good. My piece. Like, I, you I can have another. Of, oh, I took okay. a moment of silence. <laughs> well, while you chew. <laughs> You're thin. Have another. I will give You're some info skinny. on the have Nanaimo two. bar. <laughs> what, Andy's going to do what? Nanaimo is a city, actually, <laughs> which is where it came from. Is it from, like, the Na- Canadian Rockies? Nanaimo in B.C. It. British and Columbia. Columbia yeah. Where oh. is Nanaimo? Baked goods is my weakness. Oh, no, uh, Nanaimo is like right next to Vancouver. Any sort of cookie, man. I am a sucker for a cookie. Oh, my God. Well, not good. <laughs> it says right next to Vancouver as you, you know, the Canadian version of right next to. Did you know does it have the, within a couple hours? <clears throat> does it have the baked oh, good yeah, version? Yes, it's a wafer crumb-based layer topped by a layer of vanilla or custard, custard, which is covered with melted chocolate made from chocolate squares. Oh, my so God. So delicious. It requires no baking. So Really? Ah. Yep. God, they're so good. Kevin Bozeman was saying that baked goods are his weakness. It is. Cake, Alex. It is. <clears throat> I could turn down almost any food except for... What Freshly cake? baked good. Oh, That's so good too. This cake. Did you have another? So piece you're of saying cake? you can turn no, down? No, I have one. Uh, I have one. You don't want another piece of cake? No, I, like, I can. I can't turn down that first piece. That second piece. Well. That's too American for me. 
Like, I love our country, but that second piece, I... But you draw the line. Yeah. Yeah, but I never but I never turned down the first piece. Oh, my God. Like, I have 100% fail for turning down pieces of, of I agree. Baked goods one. are just... They're just too but delicious. But once, once I get that, that first one in me, like, I can... Yeah. I can generally say... What's you say, say no. Say What's yeah. your favorite food? I mean, if there's a, a dinner... Let's say, or you and I are on death row. We're both gonna get it. What's your? What would your meal be? Uh well, I mean, I I think like nothing fancy. It's gonna be steak and lobster, followed by my mama's German chocolate cake. Oh man, that would be my that would be my that would be my go to final meal. When people go, what's your favorite food? I, I think it's I think it's pizza because I can eat pizza yeah. every yeah. day and not get tired of it. <laughs> well, you can yeah. make it so many different ways. <laughs> right. Yeah. But steak and lobster is like, oh, like that's my meal. Like Whoa, that's like good. that you just can't That's go your wrong. dead man walking meal? Yeah. yeah. Steak, lobster, <laughs> I don't need a, a side dish. I don't need your keep your steamed broccoli and your tater tot casserole. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah, keep it. Steak with a nice blue cheese sauce. People lobster, drowning butter. People mm. think I'm lying when I say this, but I mean, you and I talked about where you grew up and where mm-hmm. I grew up, and you know, urban neighborhoods and all that stuff. You grew up in an urban neighborhood, Dan. <laughs> we were just talking about it this morning. You on never reference that. I just well, never hear today. That's about your we... childhood. <laughs> 20 times a day. Jesus Christ. They don't, they, really? they don't appreciate. They don't they appreciate. Don't. It. Have they don't I appreciate ever told it. you that I grew up in the boonies on a farm? <laughs> Let me tell you how that I've changed my life. Yes, we did. I've told them. Now, Catherine. What? I'm eating cake here. No, Kevin. Like, busy. You get, there's just cake in the, in the background. Busy. There's cake, man. I'm sorry. It's I'm like, sorry. Seriously? It's like someone's walking through. Delicious. Side note, I was piles. like, I hope that he comes in and brings something today because Ooh, I want like, cake advice. or something. Oh, Jerry's coming you knew. in with something you Jerry vibes. I don't usually agree with eating Jerry on here. I apologize. So I don't. Catherine, I if I was on death row and I was going to have my last meal, what would it be? Steak. No. With the side of steak. I've told you a million times no. Yeah. With some ground beef. I don't believe you. Fried chicken. Ribs. What, 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 Andy, what would my Fried chicken, my last watermelon. Meal? Fried chicken, watermelon, and, and mashed potatoes. Oh, oh mashed potatoes. Well. So I have that every Father's Day. Yeah? Our Father's Day meal every Father's Day. My favorite, it's poor people food. You know, I grew fried up Fried chicken yeah. is everybody's food. It's everybody's food. Everybody it's loves my food. If you don't wow. like fried chicken, I don't want you in my life. Well, she doesn't. <laughs> I don't. If you, you would have if you prefer, fried prefer tofu. If you prefer a baked cod or something, I don't want you. I agree. Like, <laughs> I don't want you. You're a bad decision maker. Huh? <laughs> See? Bad decision maker. Uh, I, they had, a, they had a, uh, um, I read an article once where they, they posed chefs. But they asked with their last meal, what would it be? And one chef said, you know what? Just some great wine and some, some well-baked bread. Really? Like if oh, you know that, what? That was just, Not even a little if cheese? If I just had some wine and bread, is what he said. Huh. Okay, but say, it's very Jesus-like. I <laughs> do agree, though, that a, that a a fresh loaf of baked bread is un- unbelievable. It is. And I don't get why these fancy restaurants throw those cold little biscuits with that frozen pizza butter Yeah, on top. frozen I, butter. I, just, I hate I, that, too. Is, Give me we, some. What are you going like, to do with that? It's going to take me 20 butter. minutes to, to get this. On this bread, yeah. and then no, the crunch of that. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, just give me a, a hot bread. Some of them say it's oh. a health uh, code that you have to have. Uh, I'm not code butter. That's <laughs> code butter. You can give me cold butter, but just give me hot bread so it instantly touches. But I, you know, yeah. I prefer I prefer the even olive just like oil. pop it back in the oven for like two minutes before exactly. you give it to me. I prefer the olive oil with the uh, with some some parmesan. Yeah. Oh, fancy, right? that's yeah, the best yeah, that's stuff, fancy. right? I'm classy, that, man. You get that balsamic vinegar going. Yeah, too. dog. Okay. Yeah, yeah but when yeah. you're when you've done that for a long time, you got to go back to the butter for a while. It's well, you know, you mix, you mix it up. You mix it up. You don't get you don't get pepperoni on your pizza every time. You change no. things up. Well, mm. I don't know. Pepperoni's kind of like I the mean, mainstay. The, right, it is the mainstay. <laughs> it's all down every sausage and mushroom. It's a fantastic choice, especially Chicago pizza, though. A different Chicago level of pizza, pizza than you guys. I live in Chicago. Mm. What you guys eat is just oh, you got that deep pizza. You like deep dish, right? Yeah, yeah. I like I like like, like a like, pie. Like yeah, I'm women, thick, <laughs> chokeable. 
That's what I do with my pizza. Um, I choke my pizza. Yeah, the state of pizza in Minnesota isn't super good. Uh, It's not bad because it's pizza, but it's not. Well, yeah, but like, you know, pretty much every state I've been to has better pizza than Minnesota because we make it so sweet sweet, here. Sweet red sauce. That sweet sauce. I make homemade red sauce. I always think that to to take that sweetness of the sauce away is add that that crushed red pepper. Like, put that spice to it. Yeah, Mm -hmm. you can help balance out the the sweetness. And don't put sugar in it. Well, yeah, Yeah, weird idea. There's that. I I do think that a little bit of honey cuts the acidity from the tomatoes. I put (laughs) it. Well, look at you. I put put you on. I put a teaspoon of maple syrup in my homemade red sauce. Oh, well, I'm sure it depends on what kind of tomato you use. A little bit. It just cuts the. Yeah, it does. Yeah, of course. Yeah, we need to find the recipe from Mario the baker. I was going to tell Kat, do you ever play the improv in West Palm Beach? I have not played the improv in West Palm When you do, there's a place. you got to go all the way out to the boonies. 15 minutes directly west on Okeechobee Boulevard. It's called uh, Mario the Baker. It's in Royal Palm Beach, technically. Now, there are several of them, but the original one is there. Yes. On US 7. It's It's like Ray's in New York. Famous Ray's. Ray's. He sold his name. Ray's famous. But he kept the original... Uh, Mario the Baker. And it's easily oh, okay. the best pizza I've ever had. Yeah. It's so not even got that thin. Does really? that grease just run down the, off the pizza? It's oh, fairly yeah. greasy, yes. Yeah, it's it's very it's greasy. It's so good, though. It's so, so good. good. The sauce is just awesome. I, mean, I just think the last time you were on the podcast, I think it was from our house. That was uh, We March. were probably eating Ray's. I mean, not yeah, Ray's. Yeah, what the hell? I'm in New York now. I was in studio by myself. Oh, you then poor I baby. Oh, It's like 26 of you. I'm like, what is going on? Oh, you know what? I bet you we who were in doing, Florida. Who was board operating? That was uh, March 13th of last year. Oh, the, oh was that yeah. when Tony was doing it through KSC? I think so, yes. Video? So you were all by yourself? I was pretty much by myself. And we were all on the ISDN lines then. Yeah, we were. Oh, <laughs> this is yeah, me. Yeah, yeah. Uh, hello. Hello. <laughs> who are hello. these people? Hello. Hello. This is weird. This Sandra is really Bullock. Weird show. There's no, anyone there? There's no cake anyone? here. There was no, <laughs> there was no cake. No open bar. Wow, there is an open bar. I know. I know. It's my birthday today. Do you know that? What? I did know it was your Happy birthday. Happy birthday. About. And, and so we have That's why I Thank birthday. you, Jerry. Jerry. Jerry pulls through again. And as you soon as I flush these meds through my system, I'm going to start drinking. <laughs> like I got these meds for my knee surgery, and I, I took <gasps> some last you went, night. What did you oh, have yeah. done? I want to make sure I uh, tore meniscus. I want to make sure that Oof. that's out of my system before I start drinking. Well, what meds are we talking about? What's that? What meds are we talking about? Uh, Hydroconine? Oh, Oh, you can't drink with that, honey. That's got acetaminophen in it. You don't want to drink with that. That's why you look so happy. What is it in it? Acetaminophen, a.k.a. Tylenol. Hard on the liver. When can you start drinking? Um, I would say... 24 hours, right? Yeah, 24 hours uh, after the last yeah, dose. His, that was his only answer that I could, Yeah, 24 hours. <laughs> so, well, yeah, with every medicine, it's just, yeah, wait a day. Yeah, so, and then I'm going to get it out my system. I'm going to pound a lot of water, and then I'm going to get it all out my system, and yep. then yep. I'm getting to it. It's when did you good. take it? Uh, last night. Last night, around 10 o'clock. So you got... Well, let me look up the... I got, yeah, I got Andy my, might be able to tell you you're like, okay no, now. No, I got my <laughs> answer. No! Don't do any more research, dog. Don't, don't, don't you ruin this. Do not ruin my birthday. Do not ruin my birthday. We are good. Mm. I got biological all... half-life, a.k.a. how long it takes to get rid of half of it, is one to four hours. So, yeah, you're good. You're good to go. Oh, I mean, so I can drink now. So booze Unless that. you have good news. <laughs> <laughs> Unless you have good news. That's different. Give him a bottle and a straw, Mike. Um, no, I mean, we have, I wouldn't go do, crazy, but yeah. I, I wouldn't get hammered. You guys did. We had cake together. We, you we, broke, we broke cake together. I do a, a birthday shot with the group. Ah. I'll split a birthday beer with you. Oh, no, it's a birthday shot. shot. No, a shot. Shot. We don't change. We can split a shot. We don't change the parameters. Can I split a shot? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. absolutely. What, what do we want? Uh, just uh, I don't care. Do just options? a half a shot. I can I think we have belt We have kind of everything. Yeah, raggedy ass whiskey. We don't have raggedy ass, but we do have whiskey. We do have whiskey. Kevin does have to hear. There is one rule about that. Is it that I have to go with Diet Pepsi because if... 
before I have a shot, I go, hey, how you doing? And then after I have a shot, it's like, what the fuck are you looking at? Then that knife's going to yeah. come out, and you're going to be sorry. <laughs> oh, yeah? You can't drink it all, no. Oh, good for you. Your nice man. white shirt will be all covered with your blood. <laughs> I don't either. That little, that little ramble know. start a knife, I take my chances. <laughs> I take one shot in a, in a baby knife. <laughs> I take my chances. Absolutely. I trust one. Jesus on this. I trust Jesus. <laughs> I trust Jesus. I'll be okay. Andy, Ladies and gentlemen. What? This is going to be a time. No, I'm Okay. No, he's not going with it? I've got fatty liver. I'm not supposed to do shots. I have fatty liver. I thought he was going to call me a dude. Well, this, this changed the whole Mike smell of the room, didn't it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it did. Yeah, it did. yeah, it did. Not only What's is it happened? alcohol, but it can also clean toilets. Ooh. It can smell <laughs> I've never been a whiskey. What kind of whiskey is it? it? Smells good. Maker's Mark, 46. Oh, not too oh much. Is, is that raggedy ass or is that good no. enough? Is that good enough for you? All right, wait a minute. we got to do a toast. You ready? Oh. Happy, Happy birthday, birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, dear Kevin. Happy birthday to you. girl. 21 years old. Ah, yes. Ah, yes. Cheers. That maker's mark. That'll make your <laughs> innards warm. That maker's mark <laughs> found his mark. You just feel the heat <laughs> all the way down into your stomach. Yeah, you can feel it. Can you feel it? Just I can grabbing feel hold it going of organs. All over. Grabbing yeah. hold of organs. <laughs> hey, how you doing? Hey, liver. Yeah. How you doing, maker's mark? I'm just, just getting myself through. acquainted with your system. I'm just gonna destroy <laughs> you. I'll be making I'll be making the judgments. Oh. I'll be making the decisions for the next uh, <laughs> two hours. <laughs> did you know? Did you know people like that? Anybody in your family or anybody in the neighborhood that they were very very nice, but then when he started drinking, it got worse and worse. Uh, I and worse. know people like that now. Like <laughs> just two different people. Yeah. When they they're yes. the nicest person. When they drink, they just become a totally. How about when their face just like distorts? It's, it's like, like their face yeah. gets all weird too. Yeah. It's and they awful. just and it's not even necessarily. No. They keep drinking, but like a little bit sends them over the edge, and then they just keep drinking. And it's 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 sometimes it's fun to watch, like sometimes. when you see people. If you're at an arm like length, tail spinning, yeah. yeah. tail spinning and falling, like you, like that's a fun watch. Watching watching the demise of a human being can Their be a life beautiful just thing. Fall apart. Right. You just see everything Slowly. unravel. Their kids leave. Their dogs get away from them. <laughs> The, the wife is in the kitchen crying, cutting up Brussels sprouts because she yeah. don't want to deal with them. Like, that's a beautiful thing sometimes. I'm telling you, this is a true story. And actually, I won't say the name of the person, but you guys know who Confident. this is. Not me. <laughs> Self. I was standing at the front of a bar. Hold on, I'm feeling that shot. I know. It yeah. just hit my, my chest. Wife. Yeah. my wife. My wife right there. It just hit my chest. So I'm standing at the bar. Remember Rosen's? Yes. There, there was a bar right no. there at the front. Yes. Walked in the door. So I'm standing there with Mark Rosen and a friend that you know this person. You haven't seen him in a long time. You know him, but he walked in. Hey, how's everybody doing? How's everything going? Hey, uh, goes to the back of the bar. Doesn't stay with us. He goes to the back of the bar. Two hours later, another friend joins us. I won't say who that was either. It doesn't matter. But two hours later, the three of us standing up there. And this guy who came through two hours earlier walks up. And looks over, and he says to one guy with us, "Ah, oh, you fat fuck!" Oh, like, in two hours! Yeah. Oh my God, you talk about the personality. He was yes. partying hard for two hours. Yeah, apparently he was hitting the ground. I was like, "What?" So it takes you two hours to get that <clears throat> drunk. It depends on like what, like you know, what, what you're, you're drinking, drinking. What, yeah. You, yeah. what you have to eat or yeah. not eat. Yeah, yeah. that is. Yeah, drinking on an uh, empty stomach. Oh, it goes I do right not, to your head. Yeah. Uh, oh, and me too. Uh, you're, you're toast. I can you feel it. Ill. Your toast. Yep. Gross. Anything. I will say this though, uh, even though it's clearly not as strong, wine makes me feel some kind of way. Oh yeah. Especially wine, if you're wine can champagne to me. It's yeah. like I can have a glass of champagne and be like, Oh, you've been doing lately. Yeah. <laughs> like, See, I, yeah. like I'll, I'll 
drink whiskey all day, but then I have a couple really? glasses of red. I'm like, hey, what? I wonder what's going on. It's warm. How's everybody That's doing? Warm. The best drunk watching I've ever seen is in Vegas. Oh God! Oh, that's good stuff. When they yes. when they like fall out of a cab, they lay into a casino, and they just kind of they're like amoebas. They're sort and, ca- of- and casinos <laughs> love it, but yeah. like that's the worst for me because that guy always finds my blackjack table. Really? Uh, <laughs> that the drunk dude always finds my blackjack table. Did Andy. they let him sit Double there? Double down they're... on the fourteen. That's where the money's at. <laughs> Son of a bitch. <laughs> Son of a bitch. But the good thing is they usually like space out and you can kind of push them over, right? And then you can just get rid you, of them. Like people, I find like when you're when you're that drunk though, like they're still aware of their money. Like there's a deep. Really? There's a deep thing in there. Oh. Uh, like that last bit of sobriety <laughs> is watching the money. A thread. Every, yeah, like the thread of sobriety. <laughs> is still no, 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 no. Don't touch my money now. Don't touch my money now. Ah, double down. Don't touch my money. Like that, that I find because I find that, that that person still like the the slightest bit of cognitive rationale he has is focused on on, on this the money. cash. Of so, course. so you can't just welcome to America. You can't just Naturally. push them over. You can't just it's not shoo self-respect. Them away. It's money. Yeah, yeah. And they'll lose it all willingly, but you can't just. Take it and and, right. and move yeah. it. Like they have to, they, it has to be their decision. Okay, I understand that. That makes sense. Uh, a little tip off for for listeners: if you've never seen it, you can find it on YouTube. There is a great video about blackjack in Vegas, Warren the Ape on the Vegas Strip. And if you've never seen it, it is you know the uh, Greg the Bunny. You remember Greg the Bunny? The, yeah. the Warren the Ape was the ape that wore the football helmet all the time. Mm-hmm. It's a puppet. If people don't know about God, this. You're so obsessed with Warren the Ape. I love I think Warren you have a love affair with Warren the Ape. But it, but he's drunk. This is a puppet now, sitting in a real blackjack <laughs> table in drunk. Las Vegas. She's okay. like, the puppet is drunk. We get it. It's a puppet. Yeah. <laughs> and he's got a big cigar, and he's drunker than shit. Uh-huh. And so he's like bobbing and weaving, doing all this. No, you shut up, right? He turns around, and a new dealer comes in and he goes... You come to take my money, motherfucker? <laughs> it's the greatest. You got to watch it. Warren the Ape. All right. Warren the Ape YouTube. On the Vegas Strip on YouTube. Warren the Ape YouTube. Wonderful. Oh, my gosh. So Alex is going to Chicago next week. Fact. What, where should she go? Now you can have pizza when you're I there. Wait, I wait. When? Better. When are you going? I'm going August. Going to Lollapalooza. First. Yeah, I'm going to Oh, that's right. No, no, you're going July I, uh, 31st. Fifth year of So that's in two weeks, because next yes. week I'm actually going to Vegas. Oh, you are? I'm in Vegas next week, but then a week afterwards, I'm in Chicago. Yep, hey. I'm here for Lollapalooza. I'm staying by Grant Park, because that's where. Yeah, stay safe. That's that's where. That's like the white people safe zone. I usually would. I usually would. can't touch you up there I stay near. I mean, Grand Park. Put that gun away. I I always stay near like the Miracle Mile because it seems to be like. We talked about that this morning. Because everybody's always like, oh, Chicago's so. Chicago can be scary. Chicago can be scary. It can be. And I have never experienced that because I always go from like Lollapalooza, which is a bunch of like high white kids. Hippies. And then, yeah. 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 Well. Not really. Right. Like, they're not real hippies. hippies. Yeah. And then I, last year. earthy, to be sure. Very earthy. (laughs) It's a very earthy situation. (laughs) Very very earthy. Very earthy people. (laughs) Yes. And then, yeah, wherever I walk, it's always like, oh, everyone's so nice, and it's so great here, and clean. Yeah, it's just a few neighborhoods to stay away from. And Grand Park, you'll be be crazy. The downtown area. Yeah. You tell me about eight blocks. That's about it. About eight, about two eight neighborhoods. Blocks. Two neighborhoods you stay away from. Everything else is just a normal city. The only t- I went to the meatpacking district a few years ago. In Chicago? Where is that in yeah, Chicago? It was weird. I can't remember. But I went to a restaurant over there that was like all crazy. But it you was like so far away. That's going to be like south. Yeah, it was far yeah, away. Yeah, I was like, yeah. I've been in the taxi for three hours Down now. by that weird hotel we stayed in with the hookers. 
<clears throat> I don't remember. <laughs> what? Oh, wait, that what? was we stayed. Yeah. Oh, that was an interesting situation. We years years ago she was in dance. I was dancing and they yeah. were doing like a regionals thing. Uh-huh. Nationals. Nationals. Whoa, Thank you very much. You correct her. Thank oh, you, you correct very her. much. And they found the cheapest hotel they could in Chicago. Well, because to be fair, and there were hookers like all over the place. In and out yeah. every 20 minutes. It was like what? Cuz I was sitting in the lobby with one of my friends and talking. Like, Mom, I think there's hookers yeah. here. Like, there are a lot of hookers coming out of there this hotel. Are, there out. are a lot of hotels in Chicago where you can rent hourly. Ugh. That's your hourly. first sign the there be hookers. The Dunes Motel would be one. <laughs> Not that I know anything about that. But maybe <laughs> no. I've never, I've never, I've never... Uh, Pay to sex for a hooker. I've I fucked you? a hooker, but I've never. <laughs> not intentionally. I've never paid. Not for money. I've never paid. So I've sex with she wasn't Make on, no she wasn't on the clock. Right? <laughs> she <laughs> might have been on the clock, but I talked her down to a really, really to free, cheap rate. To free. Like dinner. I got, I got game dinner. when I'm horny. <laughs> when I'm horny, I got, my tongue is a sword. I will undress you. With my tongue when I'm horny. You can't I will find a magic word. I will find the phrase that pays when I'm horny. The phrase that pays. I like that. Yeah. Phrase that good to know. I, good to know. <laughs> yeah, but I'm horny. Stay away from me. Two more makers mark. I'll fuck everybody here. <laughs> he's a he's a cheap drunk. Keep him away from me. The makers mark is, is a is a quality liquor. <laughs> yeah. All right. It's not KB and JB raggedy ass whiskey. But it's, it's, not that. That. it's not that good. We got to get that going. KB and JB raggedy ass whiskey invented on the KQ Morning Show this very morning. Raggedy what do you think ass. of that one? It's great. Raggedy ass. It sounds like a. Did I that just come it. to you? Yeah. Raggedy ass whiskey. I buy that. Me. Yeah. That's actually no, a we good talk like about that me. on here before. You can do it. Too. Raggedy ass whiskey. Yeah. We have. That has been referenced before. Uh, ra- that was on the morning show this morning. No, we. A few months ago, that was referenced. Raggedy ass whiskey. Yes. You ever have whiskey uh, aged in tequila barrels? Oh no, no. That sounds good. Whiskey aged in tequila barrels. <laughs> He's just slowly nodding. That sounds good. Yeah, I just let it seep in. <laughs> <laughs> it's got that, that potency, but then it's just got that. It's got that. It just smell, got real. That, 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 that tequila the saltiness. Too. Yeah, yeah, man, yeah. it's fantastic. Nice, fantastic. I, yeah, I it's nothing you can. Shoot. It's nothing you can shoot. What was that like tequila? Not, you can't shoot you that we had to. at that Christmas thing at the museum. Don't know what at the Swedish Institute. They had that tequila. Tequila in the Swedish Institute. They had like oh, a well, because of the the the, the ex- local flavor. Flavor. They decided they had that a they would have a Mexican Christmas display in the basement. They had what local flavor. There's not that many Mexicans by the here. Swedish Institute. There, it's a, really? a big yeah. yeah it's I a big Mexican that. area. Yeah, and so they had all the Swedish and like Scandinavian Christmas things up top, and then you went into the basement, and there was like this Mexican thing, and they had two different types of tequila, and one was like blue agave regular tequila, and then another one was like a smoked. Yeah, yeah. It was crazy. Oh, yeah. It tasted like tequila. eating. It was charred wood. Weirdest thing I've it's ever a, tasted. It's intense. Yeah. Yeah. It's like having, really, it's like having uh, tequila with a, a over piece smoked of bacon dipped yeah. in there. Like it's just yeah. really, yeah. Like, it was like, yeah, it was yeah. like yeah. chewing on a piece Agreed. of coal. Yeah, and they gave us shots of it, and I was like, mm, okay, I'll take a sip of it. And I was like, Bleh. my entire <laughs> mouth was just like yeah, tasted like soot. I like there is some phenomenal. The, the best tequila I ever had was it's called Fortaleza Blanco. It's a uh, smooth like Patron, but it's got like a small vanilla undertone to it. Ooh. Phenomenal, really? phenomenal tequila. How much phenomenal. did you have? I bought. I got it at a at a San Diego tequila bar, and it was fifteen dollars a shot. Holy moly! And then I went online and found it for like forty four dollars. For the bottle, for the so bottle? That's how, bars that's how much they saw you coming because they didn't. They don't know. Like if you never heard of it, they can charge you. They yeah. had shots upwards to yeah. fifty dollars a shot. I was we, like, oh, oh we got this uh, place called Barrio in Minneapolis. Ninety-nine dollar shot. Oh yeah, it's got $99? gold. Ninety-nine dollars. It, Where's my yeah, money? it's got gold flecks in it or something. Yeah, they have like it's bottles that's going for thousands of yeah. dollars. Because that's our restaurant. Well, Where's my money? That's the, I don't think they sell a lot that. It's just available. It's available. They've had the same bottle since opening day. Do you remember what it's called? 
No. The smoky one? Probably some kind of Patron. No, the $90 trillion. I th- like I said, I think it no. has gold flecks just, in it. Yeah, it's like gold. It's gold. Just something type gold. in most expensive tequila. Yeah, it'll in probably the be world. there. The thing about tequila that's interesting, <laughs> though, is like tequila, <laughs> like cheap tequila all tastes the same, but then other tequilas, like to me, pretty much all whiskey tastes like whiskey. Well, that yeah. tastes uh, I, I, I well, think Makers Mark has got a thing, but Jameson definitely has a a def- yeah. different I guess taste. I just don't drink enough of it to know, but I got one of my friends for my 21st birthday gave me Rose Angel. Is that yeah. what it's called? Tequila. Mm-hmm. And he gave me this big bottle and it tastes like rum. It yeah, doesn't it taste like tequila, like tequila at all. Oh, yeah. And it tastes like rum. And I was, it's weird. I mean, I've only ever had. It's confusing. Yeah, it's still I had a soggy glass of it and I think that's all that's missing because I'm not a tequila like, person. I need to know what it is here? I'm drinking so I can adjust. Like, if I'm expecting tequila and then I get rum, it's going to throw me off. Yeah, yeah I think that Especially that would, if I'm yeah. drinking rum and it turns out to be tequila. Yeah. You know, really th- like, you have to know you're drinking yeah. tequila. You can't be yeah. like, oh, like being goofy. Yeah, shoot the Sprite. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, Are you drinking? Mother! <laughs> Giving Dad a tie this year and give him some clips so he can build his own best of the Tom Bernard podcast. Brought to you by Bradshaw and Bryant. Great clips this week from Joe Zimmerman, Mike Reese, and Kevin Bozeman. Thanks for listening, everybody, and we will see you next week.